Welcome to a special edition of Birds of a Feather. This is your girl, AJ, the Suburban Princess here, girlyvirgo78 on Twitter. Uh, holler at me if you like. If not, give a shout out when our co-ed edition returns back with Eddie B. But right now, I have to deal with the last four 24 hours of torture that I had to deal with. My Eagles team is not good. My Eagles team is highly delusional to believe they probably were going to be good when the impact of the NBA draft, um, NBA, NFL draft, has now uh, reared its ugly head. Um, first of all, the front office ain't fooling anybody, okay? You chose Jalen Hurts because your past Wentz and his head trips and how he cannot seem to straighten out his throwing ability and his accuracy in his fifth season. I don't want to look at Wentz as a bad guy, but I know that that has nothing to do with his playing ability. I do think that maybe now where he came from, whatever the subdivision D1 or whatever that means, it does mean that they were taking a chance on a kid that was naturally talented, but not able to live up to the pressure of the NBA le- NFL level um, and physically stick, stay intact and yet have a very stagnant uh, approach at throwing the ball, yet running the ball seemed to be something he's probably better at at this point because if not he's pretty much either going to throw an interception or he's going to throw it away very rarely or he's going to throw it over somebody's head and it seems like all those little things were just little ticky tack things that he was going to be able to fix but I don't think he knows how to fix it and I think it's obvious now that Doug is being more exposed than ever because of all the coaching staff changes and the fact that he does not have an OC coordinator Um, And I think that um, he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. And I do not think that he wants to admit that DeFilippo was one of the few coaches who could actually get in Carson's brain by yelling at him or being very, very uh, assertive and trying to get him to work on his footwork, which is throwing off his handwork, which is messing up his accuracy. And apparently he's fallen back into regressive form. And as much as he doesn't want to admit that he's regressing in every press conference I've seen thus far, I just feel for Carson because I do think he is a very talented quarterback. I just don't think his talent is necessarily uh, productive enough to take him to the next level in the NFL. I think he got as far as he could the year of the Super Bowl. Um, I hated the fact that he couldn't finish it out because I feel like that is basically mapping out his last three seasons. Even though he has miraculously had some crazy comeback wins and you thought yesterday was going to be a repeat of that, especially once he run that touchdown and that almost gave me a coronary because of the way he went forward and I just had a flashback of LA, the LA game where he got injured and I thought that would be it. I did not think that that game was going to end up in a dumb tie like it did back in McNabb days. I mean, ties are stupid in the NFL, but because it's a nationally syndicated, I mean, a nationally televised game, it's one of those things I think it has to do with the time thing. Like they can't go any further than an overtime or it's just going to stay there. Now, the tie category makes everything more complicated for later in the season because it may make or break whether or not they get into the playoffs. But as a fan, you have to kind of take off the rose colored glasses now. You have to be realistic and realize that Wentz is not, he's not at year five progression like he should be um a lot of those little iffy andy things would happen if he clearly didn't have um the wide receivers but he does and the problem is some of those wide receivers like deshaun aren't staying healthy but it really doesn't matter because there's other bodies that are in there they're just rookies so they they're going to they're going to drop they're going to miss they're going to you know run the wrong route 
But Jalen Rieger, who was really anticipating coming in here and showing everybody his stuff, he had a minor thumb injury that had to be um, operated on because it was a tendon, which is a UCL tear I've never even heard of. But bottom line is Jalen Rieger's out probably for another month, um, but he'll be back. I mean, his running was obviously showing that he, he does, in fact, have power and speed and he would be um, a, a welcome addition to the wide receiver core once everyone gets confident as to how Carson operates. Now, the problem is when you have somebody like Deshaun, who seems to be the only person who knows how to effectively run a route and hit a touchdown, but his hamstrings want to always flare up at the weirdest damn time of the game. Um, he might be a factor and he definitely won't be coming back next year, even if they do need a vet, because I feel like at this point it vindicates the front office as to why, you know, they only brought him back, uh, not even just for sentimental reasons, because, you know, as fans, we all wanted him to stay originally. But if he can't stay healthy and he's at a certain age where his body probably is only going to uh, stay in shape but so long because he is a runner and because he uses his whole body um, and because it was wasted on other teams other than ours, we can't get that Deshaun of old because that's just not how life works. Um, The patience now is beyond over with this team, but you have to point fingers at Howie Roseman because I don't think him outwardly choosing um, an O-lineman that made a difference in the second round or first round for Carson uh, really helped out. Um, he was so worried about the future that he had to get a backup quarterback who they're clearly trying to sneak in every game just to basically tap on Carson's shoulder saying you got only so much time left. I don't care what they say in the press conferences. Jalen, I mean, um, Jalen Hurts is not going to be uh, a running quarterback. I mean, he's not going to be the running back next to Carson. He's going to be the quarterback. And just like Carson kind of ended up sneaking in there after, uh, uh, I forget that, uh, I forget that quarterback that went down, but after McNabb, but anyway, um, after Carson kind of snuck in a little earlier when he started, it's going to be the same here. You know, when he gets another, I'm not even going to say it. When he gets the opportunity and fails, put it that way, um, they're going to decide that they've seen enough. And I think the problem is Carson is pressing so much yet delivering, almost just as worse as what he did in his rookie year. And I feel like even then his rookie year was better than what he's doing right now, because now you clearly see it's just him not processing. He's missing so many open people. I think he's worried about not throwing fast enough. So now he's throwing too fast and into obvious double coverage. He wants all the players to totally have separation and they're not always going to have separation. You just have to have pinpoint accuracy. Um, Ertz, all the players have been covered and he still managed to throw to them and they make the catches. The problem was a lot of the times he seems to miscalculate when, you know, Miles Sanders is going to be running out, when um, Ertz is going to be in the middle. You know, now his whole rhythm and timing is off. And granted, no preseason, nobody in the league had preseason. Yet some of these teams are already 3-0. and Some of these teams are just squeezing in 1-2. and you know, and only the Giants are worse than them in the division. So, but it pretty much is equivalent to 0 and 3 because 0 2 and 1 is basically 0 and 3. It's just annoying because you thought this team would get over, you know, taking advantage of, I mean, well, not taking advantage, underestimating the Washington team and then, you know, losing last week just made you realize, I mean, honestly, I didn't expect them to be 0 and 3 at all, but. I almost prefer it because I guess it will 
it will show Carson that no matter what you think you're doing, you are totally not in control of this team anymore. And I hate to say it, but it's not because it's not proving a point. It's just basically showing that maybe it's not always Doug, but Doug does do really poor, you know, play calls. I mean, there are times that I just don't understand why you put a sweep in there or why you keep running miles up the middle when he could just be running around. I just felt like there were certain ways they could have used Boston Scott and um, Miles Sanders that they haven't practiced yet. And I even think that it's maybe time to even use Boston and Miles in at the same time on different parts of the field. Or maybe it's time to lessen the amount of players out in the field so that they have um, they have clear um, points of contact. Because I think what's maybe maybe also messing Carson up is maybe there are too many people out there. Maybe the offense is too spread out. Um, I just feel like he should have just been throwing the tight ends all day, in my opinion. I thought for sure Ertz and Goddard would be all over the place. And then Goddard went out injured with an ankle issue again. And I don't even know if it's the ankle this time or if it's the same issue he had with the tight calf and it maybe led to the ankle. But the point is, Dallas wasn't wasn't really a factor. And then with Sean going on the sidelines and then at one point Slay, they thought might have had a broken arm, which it looked like it might have just been hyperextended when he uh, tried to reach in for an interception and then landed down with the guy at the same time. So his arm kind of looked kind of funky. I think he just maybe tugged at almost a break, but maybe a strain. But either way, the point is he came back, he kept flexing his hand. So I assume that it obviously hit a nerve. And so maybe he's going to be like without feeling until it gets, I don't know, I guess replaced unless he got a dislocated. I don't know. But the point is Slay is doing what he can do. He is not the total cornerbacks. Avante injured himself somehow on the sidelines in, in trying to pursue um, somebody he over pursued or missed totally. Um, and I don't think Avante's bad. I just think Avante needs help out there. And I don't think it's easy for any of these new cornerbacks to take over when there's guys who are still trying to finish out uh, their positions that they never really commanded because they kept changing, you know, the, the DB scheme. So I definitely agree that Cravon needs to start. I don't think Cravon should be like uh, any kind of backup. I think that wherever they thought um, White Snake or whatever that got Nick Gary totally overrated. I don't think that guy should be starting. I think he should stick on special teams and only be called on when there's absolutely nobody in his position. I, I just wonder now if, if uh, Singleton, the one that I think is cute, Andy, I think his name, I think I wonder if he could be a help if he's not just on special teams and he could be in there with TJ Edwards because I think TJ Edwards is a good linebacker, but nobody wants to give him credit because they're still having issues up the middle. Um, and I definitely think that Fletcher Cox is might be he might be getting a little more than he deserves in his contract, but no one knew that he was probably pretty much showing the most promise for most of his, his career as an Eagle up until his payday. And usually that's to me when everybody starts slacking, because I guess they kind of get a little fat, they get, you know, they get a little comfortable and then they don't feel like they work as much. And plus, if you have Malik Jackson back and if you have the other guys who were out the previous year, you kind of, I guess, pull up on your production or, him having a back strain or whatever his issue was the last game. I'm wondering if that's affecting him. But either way, I mean, Fletcher did show up yesterday. Maybe not all the time. Malik had a questionable hit, but it wasn't considered illegal. It just was late. So it just came off looking like he just threw too much power into it and almost took out uh, Joe Burrow. But um, it was a reminder. I mean, I'm sure it just made people realize like he's back. He's he's in shape. He's He's doing good. But I mean, day to day, week to week, these soft tissue injuries are definitely creeping up and messing up 
the whole first part of this season for the Eagles. And it doesn't feel like this season will be worth watching by week five. Um, I think by the bye, we'll know for sure if the organization is ready to move on with Jalen. Um, right now, the next game they got to, they got to focus on is Sunday night with, with the 49ers who are just as beat up, but we all know they're much faster and more organized than our team. So I'm not expecting a win there, but I'm always rooting for my birds, but I'm never, when they're in the kind of mode that they're in now, you kind of just know (laughs) just from history that they won't show up unless they absolutely have to, which probably won't be until like November, December. But that's by then you're hoping COVID doesn't get worse that, you know, none of these players get totally affected. Um, you're, I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't even care. Um, cause just like the Sixers, it just kind of this season already is looking like a womp womp halfway through it. And you just, you just tune out like as a fan, because you don't get your hopes up anymore. I mean, it's good to know now and not be like, on a 5-0 streak or something and then they totally lose every single game after that that to me is more crushing than starting off the season rusty and then not really recovering till just before the uh, the bye week and then suddenly have this resurge which seems to be the way that last year pandered out and that's why those last four games were so impressive because at that point Carson really had no protection and no wide receivers And it's funny how some of those wide receivers that did help last season came back off the practice squad. Deontay Burnett. um, I don't know if they brought Robert back from who used to be with the Redskins, but bringing back Deontay Burnett is someone that Carson seems to have chemistry with. And he has chemistry with um, Greg Ward. So Greg Ward should be starting in place of Deshaun if Deshaun is out for more than one week. And then if Alshon comes back after this week, Alshon definitely will be the veteran out there. His height will definitely be a help to Carson because since he wants to sail balls again, um, Alshon's tall enough to at least get one of those balls. So between him, Zach, and hopefully Dallas in the next couple of weeks and Jalen, um, Carson might have a full set at least by mid to end of October. It's just the patience factor runs thin when you as a fan already are limited by the fact that none of us could be at the stadium, nowhere near it. Now you have to deal with the fact that you don't have faith in your quarterback anymore who through thick and thin has always fought his way through adversity, but it just seems like he doesn't have a fully developed uh, concept of how to be an NFL quarterback anymore. And I don't know if he ever had it. I would like to say he did because I felt like if it came down to coaching, then the coaching is failing him. And then on top of that, his confidence is obviously failing him, which he will not obviously admit to because, you know, especially people of faith, they definitely don't want to give the devil a foothold. But I do feel like it would just be too much like right to admit like, yeah, I seem to have a problem with grasping my accuracy and I'm still working on it. And um, and I'm continue to work on it because that's what I'm here to do. But we know where that goes. I mean, nine times out of 10, when the when the when, you know, Twitter blows up and it just becomes Carson is trash. This team is trash. That's when, you know, you kind of just get the pressures off for, for them to be this perfect team. Like we know that they're not going to be. And we're not hoping they will. We just want them to look smoother. We just want them to look look polished. It's like everything is a is a freaking fight. And I think with Carson, that's the problem. It's been that way since he started. And I think only that year of the Super Bowl did they ever look 100 percent polished. And I really say it comes down to the coaching staff, because to me, all those things that were in his head weren't floating around like they are now. So now I don't know where he knows to revert to when he's um when he's in mid decision trying to throw the ball, it's either he's holding it too long or he's waiting for someone to be totally open, which will never happen, especially if the team's defense is better. 
he just has to throw it. And in the times that he has thrown it, it just seems so obviously a bad miscalculation. I could understand if that person was there and then that person last minute jumps into it. That's one thing because that will happen anytime. But it's another thing when you throw it right to a person. You know, he threw that one pass that was right in front of Deshaun and he had no chance to fight for it. Same with Ertz. He threw one right on the wrong shoulder side and that's why the other guy caught it. So his accuracy is is totally killing them. And then on top of that, you know, the O-line is, fa- is failing again. You know, now Jason Peters coming back looks like an, a dumb decision, which it pretty much was. But if they were desperate and then, you know, Andre Dillard wasn't working out, they had no choice. But I, I, I just failed to believe that there wasn't someone else they could have looked into at that moment. They just probably were too stubborn and they felt obligated to him because he's familiar and they didn't have that much time. But I'm sorry, like, I don't want Jason Peters to be back. I'd rather just take a chance with someone else, with Melata or somebody, because I feel like anybody is going to be learning all over again, no matter what. So what's the, what's the difference, you know? And if Carson is better on the run, which he is, then they, they're just going to have to stick to that, or they're just going to have to stick to the running game for the first half and then just go to throwing at the last minute. Like I, I would rather the running backs have like 10 to 20 uh, carries than Carson throwing more than 40, 40 attempts, because I just feel like he throws himself into a situation every time now, because he's so unsure of how it's supposed to look and that it frustrates him when it doesn't look that way. And that's what makes him create opportunities that turn into bad decisions. <laughs> so I love my quarterback, but I hate the fact that he is not what he's supposed to be at this point in his career. Um, that's what I hate. I think he is a good, talented player, but I do not think he's a, a starting quarterback at this point in the game. And I hate that because if Jalen Hurts comes in and starts looking like he's been doing it all his life, it's going to piss me off. Because to me, how he set that up as soon as they picked him in the second round. And I feel bad for him because I know he doesn't want to come in here like any person who's in that situation feels awkward because here they are taking the spotlight from someone who clearly really wants to be the man and he can't fulfill his promise. And it's horrible because they just paid him. Now, if I thought about it, and I think I remember saying this in one of my pods a couple of years ago, I would have waited till Carson finished out his very last year of his rookie contract to decide if he deserved a full um you know, package of a franchise quarterback, because if that was the case and if they saw what they saw last season, you know, before all the major injuries started, they probably would have decided, I don't think he can really finish this out safely with the cap issues and the fact that we can't find a consistent O-line. I feel like we should only keep him for maybe a two to three year limit and then and then have him work or just franchise him for one year and then see how he plays under pressure and then decide to sign him the whole time. Because by then, by this year, they would have known who they had. And if these things would have creeped up earlier last season, they would know we were right not to sign him. You know, it was probably better because then honestly, Jalen Hurts wouldn't have been a shock had they not given him a contract already. I don't think Jalen Hurts being selected in the second round would have really bugged fans as much as it does right now because you just signed Carson. So somewhere there's a disconnect because someone on the front office decided, of course, Carson deserves a contract to as opposed to someone who actually was on the coaching squad who said, well, I don't know. And I personally don't think Press Taylor is doing anything for Carson because Carson should not be regressing. And I feel like your QB's coach should be the person who knows you the best. And I feel like the one who knew him the best was the one who probably gave him the much the much crap, which was Filippo. To me, that was should have been a given. You know, after your Super Bowl year, to me, I don't know why it's so hard to retain the same company, the same staffing. I agree that they're always going to want to be paid more. But knowing how cheap the front office is, like, 
There are certain things I think you should just bite the bullet and do because they help your franchise as opposed to letting them walk and find new opportunities because you don't think you can afford them. Like that's the stuff in the front office that pisses me off because they create their own hell every other two years. And that is why fans get disgusted because it's like we put our heart and our money and our soul into this team and you you find ways to shortcut so that you either have disgruntled players or you have players that are overpaid or you have staff that doesn't deserve to be paid at all because they don't know what the freak they're doing. And now Doug's starting to look suspect because you feel like maybe he secretly is trying to make him something that he's not or by giving him easier strategies, it's going to help Carson. But I feel like what it's doing is exposing what Carson is not good at. So he thinks that his solution, apparently from the latest clips I've, I've seen and things I've saw on Twitter, is that he thinks if they go up-tempo from now on, it'll probably help. But I don't know. I mean, up-tempo to me sounds just opposite. I mean, sounds exactly what Carson's been trying to do. And that's what's been getting him in trouble. So I don't know if that's really going to help. I think that they just need to run the ball like 10 more attempts more than throwing. They need to lessen his throws and they need to increase the running game, no matter how bad it looks. You know, fuck it. Just let it happen. Have him only throw two to three times every three to four running back plays. I, I mean, it's just sorry. The ratio has got to increase for running because I feel like you're always exposing what he can't do still. And if you want to protect your quarterback, you've got to eliminate his throws. Unless somebody is clearly clear at the deep ball, which he apparently needs to re-practice uh, at because he doesn't seem to have the same clientele every time he's been doing it since Deshaun went down again. You know, he doesn't know where to put the ball. And I don't know how that changes year to year, but it does, but it's partially because the staff changes year to year. So if you had a consistent staff, then you would have a consistent quarterback and you would have, and you had a consistent QB's coach, then, you know, happy quarterback, happy staff, happy players. And all of that has been messed up. And so I think Carson is just channeling what the energy is giving him. And that's complete chaos. (laughs) And I just feel bad for him because I'm not going to kill him as a man because I do think he has improved in certain ways. And the one thing he did do in that horrible game yesterday was that he ran more and then he did just take the ball when he couldn't find anybody and tucked it and just went for the first down. That I liked. I wish he would have done that in the first half. But I think he got tired of trying to, you know, in such a short field, create something that wasn't there. Especially when the minute he had the ball, I noticed the timing was off immediately. Like Corey went to the left and he was about to pull back and throw straight and everybody cleared. And so that's why he was like F. So that's what made him run because his timing was off. And I don't know how you teach timing. Like, I feel like that's one of those things. It's just like dancing and Carson can't dance. So I feel like if he doesn't know how to rhythmically get himself, you know, on the same page he just has to take his shots or lessen his throws, period. I mean, I'd rather he just even chanced and had Corey run from behind him and then just try to see how far he'd go to the to the goal. And then that part, we could just quarter, quarterback sneak in or, you know, kick the field goal. Like, I really think that game could have just ended if they had tried the two-point conversion once he scored. And, and if they didn't get it, oh, well, they lost in regulation. It happens. It was a crappy game anyway. It was like Chinese water torture. It was slow. It was confusing. It was it was just uninspired football. And like Doug said, they're playing unintelligent football. And I think they're playing for a very unintelligent coach right now. And I think there's a lot of doubt that's not being said. And I think there's a lot of lying that's going on because people clearly don't understand how bad this looks on them. 
And I think they feel like if they listen to the other people outside of them, their camp, that they're, you know, it's kind of like poison. But we have every right as fans to be mad. You got people donating all that money for those cardboard cutouts to sit there and just look at you like what the freak is going on with our team. They don't want the real squad in there because the real squad will let you know when they start throwing crap out of you, you know. And in a way, I guess the players should be happy because they wouldn't hear people cursing at them right now. So I don't know. All in all, I, I don't have any hope for the rest of the season, but I'm not going to be one of those people to say I'm done watching. I'm never done watching. I have to watch. I, I bleed green. I've always been a football person since I started first even watching it. And just seeing this dynasty die so fast is sad. But <sighs> here we go. You know, this is life. And I you know, once I come back with a co-ed edition, I'll get to get a chilled out version from Ed because I know Ed is probably over being mad. We've been here before as fans, but I just want to know if what he sees for Wentz because I'm at that point where I think I'm starting to really doubt his potential lasting in Philadelphia as a starting quarterback. So yes, I came to realization as of last, as of yesterday, but I think I knew secretly by the first game. I just didn't want to admit it because I think it's so easy for people who didn't like him in general for, for stupid things, you know, um, is the reason why I never wanted to give in. But now I'm at this point where I'm like, he can't help himself. <laughs> like they're trying to make you save yourself, but you always want to look like you're in control. And it's clearly you're like five seconds away from another pick or another disaster. So I, I don't know. But thanks for listening for those who were. I'm sure everybody at this point is beyond tired and has vented as much as they can. So um, here's to hoping that the next couple of games will be at least somewhat watchable or teachable. And if the next day we see, next time we see Garza wins and he's on the bench, I will not be shocked. But I will be really, really sad for him because I feel like that was kind of a setup from from the front office from the door. And just like most times, it seems like the front office is never on the same page. And that's annoying. Um, Someone is not telling the truth on that staff and they need to start, you know, getting confronted with that reality and realizing like you look very mixed up and confused and unprofessional. And it's showing all the way down to your quarterback. So till we talk again, birds of a feather gang, thanks for listening. AJ, the suburban princess. Next time you will hear me or pod or anything close to it um it should be the co-ed edition with ed and hopefully he'll be able to give me some positives or funny insight as to how to deal with these next couple of weeks before the bye all right take care go birds